Big Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. I'll say it again, but while recording. Do it in a wrestling voice. Oh, okay. Let's see. For the two in attendance and the millions listening around the world, it's Social Contract Theory. (laughs) Pretty boring theory, by the way. (laughs) Pretty boring theory. So, uh, the social con- contract theory is just, sorry, social contract theory is just a, uh, a device used to, uh, convince people that whatever situation they're living in, whatever government they're living under or tyranny they're living under is, is their fault and they're, and they're doing and, and they, uh, and if they want to do anything about it, they have to conform, right? Uh, it's it's a pretty weak um, argument, but it is brought up in almost every conversation you have with a statist or a normie about um, our beliefs, our libertarian beliefs, our ANCAP beliefs or minarchist beliefs. <clears throat> so now what if I don't think it's my fault, but I do think it's your fault. <laughs> what if I, I think that's pretty much what people do, right? Is, I is think that's what it your fault. Started. And we have to, uh, we have to vote or we have to be part of it to change it. Right. So now they're they're fighting against you, their neighbor, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because they want to be a part of this government. So what you'll hear is like, uh, uh, I argue and I say, hey, I believe that the government shouldn't exist. Period. And I think that's where people are like, he didn't say accept. You know, and then they're like, oh, but you, but you're here. You go to work on these government roads. You went to public school. <laughs> We're both reading something now that <laughs> makes that very laughable. But uh, I physically existed in a public school. Yes. <laughs> right. Uh you know, you you have the police to protect you, the fire department to put out your fires. Um, Are you just doing your tight five right now? This is hilarious. <laughs> um, I mean, we had the Beltway in Atlanta here. It's like a bicycle trail. It's kind of cool. You go through Atlanta. That was a government thing. Was Pont City Market a government thing? Was what? Pond City Market. I don't know. The the answer is no. It's very much a. <laughs> it's a. Uh, Apparently, you don't hang out there. <laughs> no. It's 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 if you follow the. If if you follow the path down. Oh. Uh, down to like uh, where the masquerade used to be. It's right across from, right they across from that. Shit down, didn't they? God damn, dude! I haven't been uptown in a long time. <laughs> At least like downtown for fun, right? I've got kids. <laughs> yeah. So, any of those uh, folks who are in Atlanta, uh, I made a joke about something in commerce, and it did not land. Yes. Yeah, so know your audience, people. 
yeah no fixed gear bike in my garage sorry I I thought I would be appealing to someone who could appreciate a Holman and Finch burger, but uh, <laughs> you know what? You, I, I'm from the days of Eats, which is still there. It is still the there. It is because I there. went to that Home Depot not that long ago. It's like, hey, Eats is still there. I'm surprised. Should we, should we just make this episode about Murder Kroger instead? <laughs> <laughs> Forget social contract theory. Let's just go with Murder Kroger. Actually, there's something there because okay, if you tie the dots, okay, if you park at the Murder Kroger, knowing that it's called Murder Kroger, and you get murdered, is that implied <laughs> as an eventuality within the social contract? So you just... You've opened yourself as up you're being murdered. You're like, well, I signed up for this, right? You're being murdered and you go, no. And he goes, social contract. And you're like, good point. You're like, I guess I understand. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that you, works. Didn't, you didn't. You didn't pay for parking. First of all, you had an option like you could have mm-hmm. gone and paid at some lot that weirdly is less secure. Like your car is a lot more likely to get broken into in the paid lot. The more I think about this, actually the, the better parallel it becomes, right? This is actually a really great Mm -hmm. metaphor. So I always parked at murder Kroger, by the way. Well, yeah, my car was way safer there. Yeah. You go and pay for one of those lots. Uh, that's that's paid it's still they've still waived all the all the liability and it's just it's on the little ticket it says like we're not responsible for any right and if you're parking in a parking lot like that that you've paid for a certain amount of time if i'm a thief of any kind i'm like oh these are people who have declared that they will not be back for hours right whereas in kroger there are people constantly moving they're all those sort of people going to and from the road. It's a lot of activity. You don't know if yeah. they just popped into the store or they're just coming back. And I always parked in the weird, dark spots, too. I was asking for it. Never, <laughs> never got murdered. As evidenced by your appearance on this podcast. I mean, I could have been revived. They have defibrillators. Ghost cast. Live from beyond the grave. <laughs> so I, I, I get what you're, you're talking about with the, um, you know, the, the social contract that you think that you've signed up for. And that's why I ask somewhat cheekily is what if I don't think it's my fault? I think it's your fault. Is that the motivation for influencing the the larger crowd to go along with such a thing because you don't believe that you should be, you know, governed by this social contract, but in order for these other plebs to come up to your level, you have to enforce some level of law that isn't necessarily explicit. Well, I think whatever camp you're in minus the camp that says, there shouldn't be a governing force. You're you're applying it to your um your agenda. So, like on the right, they're going to be like, "Oh, you know, overreach government. It's you know, it's it's encroaching upon my rights and blah blah blah." Except for this, the Pentagon can do whatever it wants. The war machine. I mean, yeah, but the, not to discourage you, right? People on the right, you guys are killing it on war lately. So keep that up. You guys are not the war part, the ending the war part. Yeah, you guys are like really coming around on this anti-war thing, and shit, 
not that long ago, I would have never guessed the right would have been the anti-war side. But all right, what's up? I mean, the most controversial thing that Biden has done is like close down a base in Afghanistan. Like his own party has argued with him about that more than anything. The right has stayed pretty much quiet about that. Thank you. I yeah, mean, I, so. I get it. You guys don't want to praise him for it. I get it. But not condemning him. That's what's up. Thank you. Right. Uh, but my example still plays out, you know, whatever the right wants at the moment, whatever their thing is, they, it still involves government control over whatever, which is the right tends to just want 10 years ago what the left wanted. It's pretty much where the right's at. So whatever the left wanted 10 years ago, (laughs) that's why the right is so ineffective. It's just like, it's just trying to slow down the left. It's stupid. But, and then the left just, it just wants to go faster than it was going before towards tyranny. And the, and the right's trying to slow the tyranny down. Right. Um, But it wants it. It wants it 10 years ago level. Well, so whatever the left is fighting for now, the right will be fighting for 10 years from now. Yeah, we can call it slippery slope. We can call it moving the goalposts, you know, what whatever that happens to be. But it's I, it's I, because it's all the same machine. It's the right. government and like they're all fighting for the same thing. So like it's the illusion of fighting against government is what the right does. But but trying not to get too muddy in that being a bit different than this theory we're trying to bake out. Right. Okay. It is is there room to tease out the difference between a social contract and the social contract theory and for lack of a phrase that doesn't share its name with a great Southern Californian band, unwritten law. So, so unwritten law is very awesome, by the way. Yeah. Great band. Um, but social contract theory is not unwritten law. And I think that's part of because the social contract is a written law that they are saying that we have agreed to, that we haven't agreed to. It's a very written out law. Well, that's that's sort of what I'm saying. Unwritten law is the natural law. It does not need to be written. It is in our souls. It is who we are. Through reason, we can figure it out. And that's what I'm trying to tease out here. Because I think we... And that's why I was so sort of... uh, careful not to get too deep into the left versus right which brand of tyranny do you prefer because i think that conversation's been done and done to death in in the corporate media right so trying to figure out what conversation should be had i think is that when we talk about social contract and we talk about implicit contracts Versus like a social contract or an unwritten law or the natural state or mm-hmm. how far you want to go into the like Kant, like how deep you want to go into the, like the philosophical bits of it. But I think we're, we're all talking about two or three different things when we talk about it. And that's why we don't really get to a logical end to it. Well, there is no logical end to something that is positive. A positive law, which is government, what government does is is there is no end. It is whatever they decide to legislate tomorrow is now your governing. Uh, if If you subscribe to social contract, that's what 
that's now the way you live your life. But isn't it worth taking it to its logical conclusion? Right. Like, isn't that something that we can do as an exercise? Right. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. But like, I'm not going to argue for it, but I will <laughs> take it there. Um, but I like to break it down into smaller units, um, the groups of people to kind of that way we're not, it doesn't take so long to get to the end. Right. So if let's just like in your neighborhood example, let's just do an example and then maybe we'll go to the Island and we'll do like the whole experiment, but like, um, your neighbor decides they don't like, or let's say you buy a piece of property and you move into it. Your neighbor starts bringing his trash over and her, her trash over, whatever is her <laughs> or it. Or I had a, they just start putting it on your property. And you're like, what? Well, what's up, man? Or lady? <laughs> well, uh, this is what we do. We don't. I don't like taking my trash out to the street on Monday. So I've always put it in the neighbor's yard. They've taken it out to the street. I'm not going to do that. This is my property. No, 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 no. This neighborhood, this is the way it works here. Like, if I don't want to take my trash out, I'll put it on your property and you're going to take it out of the street. No, I'm not going to do that. L let me show you. All these people in this street are my friend, not yours. They say that I can do that. Look, they've signed this piece of paper. Oh, I've destroyed it before you can count it. So you don't know for sure. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so, so that's what you're going to do. But that's that's sort of the point that I'm I'm trying to make though is the social contract by its very nature is implicit because if it had been a clause in you buying the property, right? If you're buying the the uh you're buying the property from a previous neighbor who in no way outlined any of that into the terms of you buying the property, then it's not written. Now, yeah, you can, you can bring it into a written contract elsewhere, but it's not one that you have signed or you have taken part in, right? Okay. So by its nature... It is not a written contract because you have not accepted the terms of that particular deal. Mm -hmm. So, so that's why I say it borders on this unwritten law, right? Because we start pushing this into like, oh, well, you you know that, like by just reason alone, you would have known that. I always put my trash here. If you had observed me for the last 10 years, if you had looked at this property and done any sort of due diligence, you would have known that I put my trash on his property every Monday and I don't take it out. I just put it on his property. You would have known that. That's It's unwritten. Everybody, if you go ask anybody in the neighborhood, they would have told you the same thing. But mm -hmm. that's where it gets wishy-washy because we we call that an unwritten law. We call that like a law of the land without, uh, what, what's the, um, do we, 
call it that? Because I as, don't. We as a society absolutely do. And that's why I say like, um, so even, even things that are more nefarious, right? We, ca- we talk about open secrets. You know, when we talk about Me Too or we talk about this and that, Man. we talk about open secrets, which is certainly nothing written because it has secret in the name. Right. But it's open and discussed and everybody knows it and everyone in, in some ways would be complicit by knowing it and being aware of it, but also in denial. So when we take all of these pieces and say, Oh, well you would have known that if you had done your due diligence. Well, my due diligence was done by putting a contract in place. So no, I didn't need to do my due diligence. I would have seen that in the contract if that were the case. So I think some of the arguments around social contract theory tend to over-engineer the problem and tend to misconstrue the idea that it's some sort of like written issue into the state, when in fact it's more just a misunderstanding on the part of the larger culture who believe that you, you should know better as opposed to the natural state of anything, right? There's, right. A, there's a long distance between, oh, you should have known better versus this is the natural law. Well, I'd like to bring it back further to like the moment you're born. There is no rules upon you except for the natural laws that if you were to threaten somebody else's existence or their acquired property that you know that could be stopped by different means right you're you're just free there is no restraints upon you beyond that uh so this this um excuse that's that's what I like to use it is it, it's just an excuse for somebody to aggress upon your being your right to live your right to property your freedom to provide for your family provide for yourself that's all the social contract theory does when it relates to government <clears throat> and so we need to understand that like where you start is where you're like, this is the natural state of humanity. Beyond that, it's government imposed rules. And you're saying that I agree to these because I live here. Oh, you get that excuse, like that, that phrase, like, oh, if you don't like it, then move. Like, well, I don't really think that's the case here because in most situations that humans interact in, when the person aggressing upon the peaceful person is in a situation when there's, there's a guy sitting there being nice, having a good time, and then there's a guy who wants to be a dick because he's been drinking too much. We've all been there, right? He just sometimes just sees you and like, Oh, in his mind, something happened that didn't really happen. And he's comes at you and he's like, here I am trying to explain why he's being a dick. So it's not seem like he's such a dick, but I mean, it's just, that's what happens. So like he starts aggressing upon you, pours out your drink, you know, and he slaps you and, uh, whatever right do you go well you're in a bar you know these kind of people are going to be here deal with it or do you go well it's not really your job to have to deal with it it's not your responsibility to deal with it it's this person's responsibility to leave at this point because they can't exist in this peaceful atmosphere 
I think it's both. And I'll, I'll tell you why, because you should have known better. Like I, I don't think it's responsible or realistic to behave and move through the world assuming that the ideal would be held true, right? The, the should have known better is real. I'll, I'll give you a prime example with the police. So the stop resisting meme of that's how you get someone to, you know, you just say stop resisting so you can lawfully shoot someone and murder them in, in cold blood, right? Where did that come from? It came from the fact that the people who are more likely to get murdered by a cop are the people who are resisting arrest. And that is, I think, something we should not be naive to while still being against, right? So if I... So think think about think about driving around. <laughs> Just think about driving around with me. <laughs> but we're not talking about we're not talking about where we are in society. We're talking about where we should be in society. So like for you to say it's both doesn't clarify what's right and what's wrong. Well, it, it clarifies it, that's, that's ridiculous. Like- to say that it's it's both this person's fault and this it's not in a real society in a in a society that we should be striving for it's not this person's fault who's peacefully being there it's the drunk asshole's fault and it's his responsibility to make it right when he sobers up and in a regular society, it wouldn't be a punishment. It would be make it right. But you as an individual have a responsibility to not only yourself, but to anyone, but, especially with children. But that right? doesn't have anything to do with the social contract. That's the responsibility to yourself and your friends and your family. That, that does not apply to the social contract. The social contract is making me responsible for what that other person does, making me have to pay money to put that person in a punishment that I don't agree that they should be in or taking shit five months of my life away from me every single year to pay for killing people in Yemen. That's what the social contract does. I would argue that it's not the social contract so much as it is the misapplication of the social contract because the social contract exists. Like, because if it didn't, we wouldn't be having the conversation, right? Like the, the, the guy who's drunk in the bar, that contract exists. The one where, the guy who's getting drunk in the bar, you're far more likely to run into that guy there than you would be somewhere else. No, no, because I didn't sign anything. I didn't agree to this. I don't get born into a contract. I have to agree. It, you can say it's not a contract, but that's you, what I'm doing. I'm saying it's not a contract. So, but, it, but, and, I, and I'll ask this just explicitly. Are you saying that you have a problem with the terminology of contract or? No, the, the use of co- social contract is used to say, to tell somebody like me that I have no right to be against these things, the government, because I have been born in this country. I live here. Therefore, I have socially agreed to sign this contract socially to go along with this shit. And I have not, and I will not. I'm here to fight for every person that lives on this land. 
but there we is... are people on a land. We are not part of this government. This government is a tyranny upon us. Right, but you're you're talking about two different things at the same time. One being what is, and one being what should be. Right, like. No, no, I'm talking about what is and what really is. I'm telling you, you use, not you, you use this stupid term called social contract to, to try to explain why I legally should have to do all this bullshit that your tyrannical government's making me do to excuse it away. To make it not a crime. It is a fucking crime. You take five months away from my family. Five months. Every single day for five months. Every single year. You steal from me. Every minute that I'm away from my kids. You should be killed for doing that. You should be murdered. I should be allowed to kill you. For taking that time away from my family. And you explain it with this bullshit social contract bullshit. Fuck you. Fuck everybody who's ever said that to me. Fuck them all. The, the question I, I, I want to know, though, is you... You clearly get the the idea of you should have known better this is more likely to have happened here just an outgrowth of statistics right just a statistical likelihood that something will occur and you that's yeah that's the weighing of consequences to actions right it's my responsibility as a human Right, you're saying that, and and that's right. The, that's the sort of the which is not the social contract theory. I maybe it should be. I think that's <laughs> what it is. I think that's. I, I think that we have because because uh, okay. For example, I get what you're saying because the way so the the idea of social contract was brought about to excuse government beliefs okay but they went about it in a very unique way which is common right and they were like oh well you raise your hand in a when you're in a classroom because the teacher said if you're in my class and you gotta ask a question you raise your hand and it became a common thing so like people just kind of do it but that's not the same thing is what they use it to excuse because I can have a class that I say, you've got to wiggle your left foot. Ask a question in my class. You raise your hand all day long. I'm not going to call on you and people will learn that and they'll just do it like, or they'll leave. Right. Or they, they, they just won't pay to come into my class. Like I don't force them to come to it. I'm not, forcing them to pay for it. But if they want to pay for it and wiggle their left foot to ask a question, they will. That is different than what they're saying, than what it's excusing. So like, yes, there were people who said social contract theory and then use these very logical ways to explain it. And then said, then this is why you agree to all this tyranny. But it wasn't a, a theory that was brought about to explain why I raised my hand in a classroom, which I still would have said you're wrong, right? But it was brought about, the idea was brought about to explain a very nefarious thing, which is government. It's, it, it's not an innocent theory i well i would say at its origins it absolutely is an innocent theory because it's coming from philosophers who are trying to just understand humans right 
the the social contract theory isn't you know didn't start with Immanuel Kant. It, it, like this is something that goes all the no, way. No, there's back. there's three different philosophers that that put out their versions of it, and some are worse than others, but they're all trying to explain why a newborn is responsible for the debts that other people have made before he was born or whatever. And, and that's why I don't want to be, I, I don't want to position ourselves as wholly in denial of that having come from something completely legitimate, right? We're, it's not, I don't know, it, it would be, it would be ridiculous to dismiss social and cultural norms that are the substrate for what we call but that's not what social contract theory was about was the social and norms it wasn't about what the people think is normal it's about what the people think is weird and why are we doing this and explaining that away it's certainly a roundabout way, but if people, because the government, the state doesn't exist without people. It is the people governing itself. Now, yes, you can elect or appoint or whatever specific individuals to do that, but they are theoretically a proxy of the whole to govern itself. So in a larger group sense, you are self-governing. So it's it has to come from other humans and it's a human norm that would dictate that. Right. So why, why throw the baby out with the bathwater and just sort of haul? Because we already have a name for that. It's called natural rights. Natural rights theory is everything you're talking about already. Like social contract theory is evil. Natural rights is not. Natural rights doesn't do anything for individual responsibility and the eventualities that happen within a society, though. It does do everything for individual responsibilities because it doesn't grant you any rights upon somebody else. Like you, you own yourself. Whether you live or die is up to you. You have to learn to cope with other people in society and 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 to survive and if you don't it's not the people in that society's fault that you didn't but that's why i'm trying to peel out the part of this this that is well-intentioned and see if there's anything useful in it because natural law doesn't tell you what like well i i think using that specific example is a good one right the guy in the bar Natural law doesn't tell you anything leading up to the decision to go to that bar, right? It doesn't tell you anything about... But neither does social contract. I disagree. Social contract tells you that you should, as a responsible and knowing and informed individual, should expect a higher likelihood of that scenario happening that's there just, than happening nat- That's just human inference. That has nothing to do with social contract theory. Well, that's the that's what social contract is based off, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, how absolutely we- not. It's based off of it's based off of explaining why I am paying half of my dues to a king. That's that's when it came about. That's what it's about. That's where it came. Like, yes, it masks itself in what you're saying that it is, but it's not that. It's not that. It, nothing about it is that. It's not about whether I think it's a better idea if I go with the, the first plumbing company that I see in the buck and phone book or if I look at the reviews first. It has nothing to do with that. Yes, most people go, you should look at the reviews first because if you don't, man, you're going to end up with, you know, 
And then you're like, oh, that's not a social contract. Social contract theory is locking you into something at the moment that you're born that you didn't agree with. Something that is beyond your natural rights. It is taking away some of your natural rights the moment you're born because of the location that you're born in. But it's not mutually exclusive. It's not that you have to have, you know, the 100% there's just natural rights and nothing else is, is worth looking into or you're right. But social social contract theory, isn't what you are explaining that it is. It's not that it's not about that. Maybe it should have been, but that's not what it is. That's not what they teach. That's not what they use it for. That's not what it's weaponized as. Okay. So that's, that's sort of the crux of, of what I'm talking about here. We, if, if you weaponize something that means that it's likely not meant to be used as that, right. In the say, same way, like the Bible, right. And we can do God, we could do 80 episodes on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just on it being weaponized alone, honestly, but the Bible, the whatever you could say, let, let's skip all the nonsense of Council of Nicaea, King James, this or that. Let's go all the way back to some very real like spiritual teachings, at least, and just get to the core of, you know, some of the Judeo-Christian things that truly were like spiritual. And I say let's writings. go back to the bar, man, but whatever. <laughs> but. The, those the 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 Bible being weaponized is a great example in that. Yes, it, you can rewrite it so that you give your king, ten uh, percent. You give the pope ten percent, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But that's not what it started as. And if you don't go all the way back to the beginning, and go from first principles of what this grew out of you're only treating the symptom and you're not treating the problem like if we cut off what you are describing as the social contract theory which is only a couple hundred years old that's fairly modern in the grand scheme of things and i think that's a symptom rousseau was like the worst right yeah. yeah, what are we? I think his saying? version of it was the worst. But there's like there's three different philosophers that come up with the social contract theory. I read all three of them. You know, you got and, and but it's it's it was all people who were they they were contracted to come up with a philosophy that explains why we're stealing money from the people and and they we don't really have a right to but like we want to explain why it's morally okay well they they also had a very different place in their society of the time right like these are these are not uh, they all have the same place it's like you're either working for the man or you're not like well these these yeah people starve to death like we all like we're all in bad places and shit like they're not starving to death they were so didn't starve to death. He was fine. He was living it up. I mean, for but our poorest dude today is still living it up better than he was. He got a phone from a, the Obama phone and shit. You know. But the guy who's starving to death during that time wasn't writing it. But <clears throat> why was he listening to it? But he was why? being stolen from. But the question is not. I'm not here to debate. Like, let's go back to the bar. Let's go back to the bar. Okay. Like, because like, yes, I should know that if, if I go to the bar at 3 AM, there's a lot more likelihood that somebody's going to be a dick when I get there. Yeah. Yes. I should know that, but it's still not legally on me. I'm talking about law here. And that's what they're talking about. That's what the social contract theory is. Contracts are law. It is not the law that I'm responsible for that person's actions. 
So if you, if, if you think that I am, or if somebody thinks that I am, I, I'm fundamentally not okay with this. Like I, I cannot be on board with any of your thoughts because at this point, like, like there's no society because at this point, like whatever reasoning, dumb reasoning, I can be like, I want your shit. I can get it. No, because the the law has less to do with governing the two of you and more to do with anything that surrounds the interaction itself. No, so law as a theory. Law I'm talking about law, like what law really is, what law should be, what it it, it is naturally the theory of law. Law is either positive or natural. There's only two different. It's like, it's like negative and pot. You know what I mean? Like, right. Negative and positive. And then you rights. have your, your neutrons in between that try to mix it all up. And then we end up with, you know, Hitler and shit like that. But was he neutral? Yeah, he was very, very neutral. Yeah, he was cool. Most people very are pretty cool. On board. Very yeah. cool. Like, he had a shit like, pop, you know, artist. Probably a fixed gear bicycle. All that shit. He had know? the mustache. I mustache. get it. You know? I get it now. Feeling it? You feeling it? Right. Feel you. <laughs> so like, you know, and it and it's Stalin, same guy. Same exact guy. You same know? Mustache. Yeah, mustache. You know, he had the like the hipster look too. Like if you look at young Stalin look, like he was getting pussy. You know what I mean? Like in the city, inner city pussy. Yeah. Young Stalin was was hip. Is it in the Netherlands where that name is outlawed? <laughs> I, I read something somewhere about like Stalin. Which is really fucked up because like that's like you know what Stalin would have done <laughs> to somebody he didn't like. So like to outlaw his name yeah. is like it's, it's really just, fucked up because it's like really funny the the loop the like irony like, of oh so good. yeah it's like such an overreach of government that you're like that's a very Stalinist thing to do man but yeah but but positive and negative rights is kind of where we went off track there is like positive and negative rights positive and negative laws and they're sort of the the natural laws and then these additional social cultural laws and i think we're very much aligned there right the idea that there's a natural law which is what you are born into and have just by your very existence and then there's social laws and norms that if you exist within the universe because there are other people who behave the way that they do and consistently move through the world in the way that they do, you will know that it's, it's a law in the same way as like physics or mathematical law. Right. right? But as you choose to associate yourself with this group or that group, you come accustomed to their ways or their whatever's that isn't a contract. That is a just a social existence that is something that you could not do. And then they would have to tell you to leave. So you would not be under law to do those things. Well, the let's, let's say the law of gravity, right? If I say the law of gravity, if I say, okay, I jumped off of a building that was 10 stories high that has nothing to do with like my natural rights. It has nothing to do with natural law. It has. I think it everything. does. Well, I it's, think that exists. I think gravity and natural law are a lot closer than any social contract theory, for sure. Because well, it, depending on where I am and who I decide to associate with, is my social contract according to what we are deciding social contract theory is at the moment, because it is not that, by the way, well, I do not consent. 
I do not concede that this is what social contract theory is. I'm entertaining the idea, but social contract theory is in everything that I've read, every experience that I've had is not what we're talking about right now. But that's why I'm, I'm trying to go through the steps of getting there because uh, going from natural law to like gravitational law is, no pun intended, not as much of a leap as going from natural law to the social contract is tyranny, right? Like the, there are steps that we took to get here. And that's why I'm saying is the things that you're talking about, which is the social contract going awry or running amok. See, I, I don't think that it's doing that. I think that it's exactly where it was designed to be. Every philosopher that came up with it, all three of them were contracted to explain why the king is stealing the money from the people. But those are so, three people who were contracted to do something just a few hundred years ago that is explaining something the, that has been in the consciousness for But the idea of social contract the the word is like this is where it came from. Like I understand that there are societal norms. Okay? Mm -hmm. Which is what you are Right now, we're talking about societal norms, which I think are essential to coexistence between peaceful people. But social contract theory and societal, societal norms are two completely different things. Now, I do concede that Social contract theory should be a from the words they used to explain it should be a lot more like societal norms, but that's not what the theory is. The theory is designed to explain why the haves should be able to steal from the makers, the producers. That's what it was designed to do. That's what it does. That's what it's still doing today. That's what it's used against me when I'm explaining my beliefs to other people. It is never used to explain why drunk people are at the bar. Never. That's a societal norm. It happens here. It doesn't happen there. It doesn't happen there. It happens here. There are places in the world that the drunk guy at the bar is not a thing. That's not their societal norm. But the, the, the social contract theory in its application, even if you go back to those, let, let's, let's even ignore those philosophers and just go to modern day interpretation. Those sorts of things are an outgrowth of those natural societal norms. So why do we consistently have as a debate this idea that social contract theory shouldn't exist? And it, it, based on this, this sense that like there is no such thing as a social norm, because that's the debate I constantly hear. See, I've from. never heard that debate. I, I've never been presented with that. I, I've been presented with when I beat somebody in a debate about the Constitution and why I should live under it. They go social contract theory. And then I explain why that's stupid. And they go, uh-uh. And that's pretty much where it ends. But they're debating the constitution, which in itself is already a pretty uninteresting debate. I'm talking about where we should be going, right? Like the, the folks who are trying to, well, see, then I don't understand what you're saying because social contract theory should not be involved in where we're going. There should be not a social contract. I agree where we're going. There should be a social norms 
we should segregate ourselves into places that we are more comfortable in living. Uh, yet we should commerce with all, which makes you more comfortable and grows your comfortability amongst people who feel differently. And I think that we would end up in a very fluid, amazing society. But we're not going to move forward if we refuse to believe that social norms are the reason why social contract theory is explained and excused, right? If we can separate the two, which is... Which I'm trying to do. Which I I know. I'm not trying to do. I've done. And a lot of other people have done. It's It's a debunked thing. That's what I'm getting at. It's... It's, it is it's, so. It's not debunked if the majority of the, let, let's just say America. But they let's don't. Not even the majority the of people who understand what the fuck they're talking about know that it's stupid. But that's not the majority of people. You're right. Because the majority of people, the more you muck the waters between social contract and social norms, the more you're going to confuse the normal people. You need to separate that bullshit because social contract is not social norms. But it's intellectually dishonest to instead say, oh, there's no such thing as a social norm. And I know that that's not the word. You're right. It is. But that's the way that it's presented when people are. And when, when, where, what? That's (laughs) what I want to know. Where is this happening? Because this is what I'm hearing. This is you're exactly right. This is what I hear from the left. I don't see it happening. I've never seen it happen. This is this is why like the 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 left right conversation is is so interesting to me because they're both founded on different ideals on what the social norm would be. So it's a foregone conclusion that both of them believe that the social contract that they enforce would be based on what they believe to be social norms, which are two different beliefs. Right. So, Which they both are arguing for a social contract that has nothing to do with either of their social norms. It has to do with the legitimacy of a thief taking shit from them. Right. So which the thief is like, Hey, y'all just keep arguing that dumb shit. So let's separate that. Let's say, all right, we've debunked, which everybody else in the world is who understands the law has I mean, social contract is stupid. It's just stupid because if you took it, if you just broke it down, like then I could just have a bunch of friends and like, we just throw a party at your house. Fuck you. You, know, you can't do anything about it. So like, so if you don't have any friends, if you're not popular, then you're fucked, right? So let's go down to social norms. Like we have our leftists who think the social norms are this. We have a right who thinks social norms are that. Now we're at a libertarian situ- situation where we're like, both of you are okay. You're right. You're both right. You just have to live. Like you guys go live here or you guys decide whether living here is worth it or you'd rather live around people who believe differently than you do for whatever other reasons. Like you, you just weigh your options, right? And then most people who believe one way will go live over here. Some won't, you know, vice versa. And then, but they'll have to commerce between each other. And without a government to control, without a central power, they have to commerce between each other peacefully. And they tend to do that very well. And it also tends to 
do something that the uh you know the the race baiters hate is all the bigoted stuff tends to start to wash away and then your social norm becomes a lot different and if that social norm became black people white people mexican people didn't hate each other because of the way they looked and the way they sounded that would be very bad for your people who promote social contract theory and they would not like that therefore social norms are something we should talk about we should change social contract theory should be thrown in the fucking trash it's a trap, and there's no comfort in it, it's a fake safety net.